Hi there, I'm life coach Michelle Davis, and you're listening to my podcast, Decide Already. You know, I truly believe that the most important business is the one called your life, and you either create it or you'll have to experience one by default, and if you're like me, that just won't do. So stick around. I'm going to be sharing all of my best tools and tricks for creating the life of your dreams, one you'll love, and I'm talking every area, fun, love, relationships, health, money, career, every area. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get started. Hi, my friends. Welcome to the second episode in the 10, 5, 2, and You series this month. If you missed last month's episode, number 19, we talked all about the 10, 5, 2, and You tool, using it with yourself. I hope that was powerful. I hope that gave you another way to work with creating a life you truly, truly want to be experiencing. And for those of us who are mothers, but even if you're not a parent, I'm sure you come in contact with younger people in your life, whether it be a toddler, a kindergartner, a teenager, younger adults, you know, those 20-somethings that think they know everything. (laughs) And maybe you sometimes find yourself in a mentoring position. This could work for you as well. But I wanted to tell you in this episode why I created the 10, 5, 2, and you tool. It actually started with a client of mine. And she's an amazing businesswoman. She is so savvy. She's also a wonderful mother. There was a day when we were talking and she was sharing with me an interaction that her child had had with some friends. These young people were joking around about their moms and kind of making comments around, oh, how this one is always texting, I love you, and this one is always checking in, and this one is always parenting, basically. You know, they were just kind of, not in a mean way, kind of half joking around, yeah, my mom too, and my mom that. And then there was this one kid who said, really? My mom never does that. My parents don't care where I'm at, what I'm doing, and they never text me that they love me. It was kind of a rude awakening for the other kids to recognize that that didn't happen for everyone. Not every kid has a great connection with their parent. And if you don't have a good connection with your parents as a teenager specifically, those teenage years can be really rough. She and I began talking about that situation and some of her beliefs around it only takes a small amount of time to connect with your kid. It's not like a big deal, but maybe some people just don't know how to do it or what they need to do. We started talking about how that could work out. And between us going back and forth with all of our ideas, together we came up with this 10, 5, 2, and you tool. She told me to take it and run with it. She was happy to think that it was going to be used to make life better for these younger people in relationship with their parents. But that relationship has to come from the parent. It has to come from the top down. It's the same as in any relationship, really. If you have a boss and an employee relationship, 
And if you want that to be better, we really need for the boss to make the effort. If you want your company to run better, you as the leader of the company need to make sure that the people that you are leading feel connected and feel like they matter. It's the same thing in a household. There is definitely hierarchy in a household and the parents or parent or guardian, whoever is running the place, needs to recognize that they are the leader. Those kids that are involved there, they need to feel like they matter. They need to feel like they are connected. Starts at the top. If the household isn't running well, if the people involved aren't in sync, it starts from the top. And if the people at the top make some changes to create connection, to make sure everyone feels like they matter and they're a part of something bigger than just themselves, then it will change and it will change for the better. This tool is very simple. And like I said in last week's episode, it can be used in so many ways. In every relationship you have, you can be using this tool. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, I'm going to explain it one more time. It's 10 minutes, five questions, and two affirmations. So when you start out, you're not going to say, hey, son, I want to sit down and do the 10-5-2 tool with you today. You're not going to actually share that and make it a big deal. I mean, unless you want to, but you don't have to. And sometimes it works better, especially with teenagers, if you don't do that. The younger ones don't care. They'll take as much time as they can get from you anyway. If you're dealing with a teenager, sometimes you need to come at it in a little bit of a creative way or when they're not expecting it to happen. I'll get to different questions for the different levels in a moment, but I did want to share with you using the tool with my 13-year-old son a couple years ago. So he probably would have been 11 or maybe 12 already. I had already used some of the normal questions. What was the best thing about your day? If you could change something about today, what would you change? Some of those creative ways of saying, how are you doing? You know, I care about what happened today. Tell me about it. Different ways to try to get them talking. And not every question is going to work. Not everyone is going to hit the jackpot. Sometimes you'll catch yourself setting up a question That's called a closed question instead of an open question. If you're not sure what that means, a closed question is a question where the answer could very easily just be a yes or no, and then it's done. That's not what you want. You want to get the person talking, right? An open-ended question would not be able to be answered with a yes or a no. They would have to give you some kind of information to answer the question, which is what you want. So if you catch yourself getting the yes or no response and you think, oh, dang it, I did a closed question. It's okay. Don't worry about that at all. Just try it again. And one day you'll hit a really cool question. We were in the car and my 11 or 12 year old, whatever age he was, I realized, oh my gosh, I have about 10 minutes right now with him and he's captive audience sitting in the car with me. As we were driving, I started thinking about the question because I really wasn't prepared. I hadn't thought about it earlier and had questions ready to go. And I don't do it every day. I do it kind of, I don't know, maybe once or twice a week. I'll just check in like this. But I'd already, like I said before, I'd already used a bunch of those regular questions and I wanted something different or off the wall. I said, 
hey, what if there was a zombie apocalypse, you know? And he looked at me with his headphones in his ears and he was on his phone, but that caught his attention. He was like, what? I said, yeah. So what if there was a zombie apocalypse? And he goes, what are you talking about, mom? A zombie apocalypse? I go, no, no, no. Just listen. Just listen. If there were a zombie apocalypse, which one of your friends do you think would make it, would not get attacked by a zombie? And he goes, what? I don't know. I, and I could tell he was like, I don't want to connect with you right now. I'm on my phone. I'm listening to my music, you know, typical behavior that he can have sometimes. He's usually actually wonderful. Every once in a while, he's in this mood, but he couldn't get past the question. I had hit a jackpot question and he said, well, I don't know. I mean, so-and-so, he probably would be fine because he's so smart and he's very creative and he's fast. And he, and next thing you know, he's giving me a ton of information about all his main friends. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And it was really cool to hear how he thought about his friends, how cool he thought they were and how being smart was important. Being creative was important. Being an athlete or being strong was important. It was interesting to hear how he viewed them. I really liked that. And I asked him about himself, if he thought he could do it and what he thought about himself. And it was just really a great question. I was just so proud of myself. We really connected and he kind of laughed and kind of looked at me like with that different look, like my mom's crazy, but cool. You know, I like that look. (laughs) The kicker was the next day when I picked him up and I had that 10 minutes again, I got him good. And I said, Hey, remember that zombie apocalypse? And he goes, mom. I said, no, really, seriously, the zombie apocalypse. So what about your teachers? Do you think any of your teachers would make it? And boy, he got serious right away. He was ready and willing to start answering that question right away. He really connected with that crazy question. He began to tell me again, all kinds of details about his teachers. It was really interesting to hear how he respected some of his teachers and how he didn't respect others and the reasoning. Boy, it was eye-opening. And I got a lot of really cool information around how he thinks from the questions of both days. It was fun. I'll never forget it. It's been a couple years and I probably bring it up often when I talk to clients or friends about the day that I asked him, about a zombie apocalypse for one of my questions. Feel free to borrow that one, by the way, if you have one of those teenagers in your home. But I want to start with giving you some question ideas for toddlers, kindergartners, teenagers, and then those adult kids that we have. If you go online and you search questions to ask my kids or questions to ask a toddler or questions to ask a teenager, you're going to get a bunch of great questions. There are tons and tons of lists out there. Just like last week when I told you there were questions you should be asking yourself, there are so many lists. I'm going to refer to a list that I found on parents.com. It was an amazing list. Check that out at parents.com. I'm going to give you five that you can try right away. Number one, If your stuffed animals could talk, what would they say? 
usually children use their stuffed animals to talk for them. So I think this would be very interesting to see what they would come up with and tell you. What sounds do you like? Is another fun question. That would be very interesting to me. What sounds do you like? I just wonder what they'd say to that, especially these little ones. Describe a great day. What are you doing that makes it so special? That would be great to get some of that information, wouldn't it? <laughs> what makes the best fort? Kids at that age love to mess up your entire house building forts, so <laughs> they probably would have some really great answers for that. And another one I really like because at that age they tend to be such amazing artists. I like to ask if you drew everything going on in your mind, what would you draw right now? Those would be great open-ended questions, and any one of those could be that awesome question that gets them really, really sharing. So as they get older, into kindergarten, they start to become a little more aware of themselves. They've got a routine now going to school if they haven't done that before. They are growing up a little bit, so they could be asked some really cool questions. I like, do you ever think about renaming the colors of your crayons? That would be kind of cool. I would just wonder what they would call things. If you opened a store, what would you sell? Today, kids are such natural entrepreneurs. I know when I was a kindergartner, I actually picked flowers, put them in pots full of dirt, and tried to sell them to neighbors. <laughs> it was just some kids it just minds work that way. It's kind of really cool to find out what would you sell, what would be your thing. What made you smile today? Or laugh today. And if there's not a lot of that, you could maybe even flip that around. Was there anything that made you sad today or frown today? Just to kind of explore how the day went. And if there's anything that they didn't know how to share with you, that might trigger it. I know I've asked some questions in the past of my young kids that triggered an entire conversation I did not expect would never have known about if I hadn't asked that question. And I am so grateful to have found out that information. So ask away. How about what makes someone smart? Could be really interesting to find out what they think makes someone smart from their point of view. And then last, you could throw in, if you could ask a wild animal any question, what would you ask? I know at kindergarten, all the grade school kids are really into animals, so this may also reveal some really cool stuff. Now, as kids get older, you know, as they get into upper grade school, they get into the teenage years. I like this question a lot. What do you like to daydream about? I would like to know that. I would like to hear their answers to that. <laughs> Tell me something you think I might not know. Tell me something you think I might not know. I know my kids like to ask me things about what appliances looked like when I was a kid, or did you have a phone? Did you like just trying to explore my world? I think this one is a reversed way to kind of do that. Another great one is what have your friends been up to lately? What are your friends into now? Let's find out about those friends. That would be good too. How about if you could give a hundred dollars to charity. What charity would you donate that to and why? Kids have big hearts and they probably already know what is wrong in the world and what they would like to 
work to help fix or change it. And number five, I would say if you are a teacher and you could teach your students anything you wanted or you could teach people anything you wanted, what would it be? What do you think people need to know? I like some of those questions, but like I said, on parents.com, there are tons of great questions. Plus, there are lists all over the internet that you can find and just pick out some and get creative with them and get to connecting and helping your kids feel like they matter. Now, if you've got those older adults, I love questions like, what would you say was the best day of your life so far? I love to know what people really love about their life. And if you could pick one meal for me to make for you, what would it be? Now, some of you might already know that about your adult kids, and you may not, or you might be surprised at what they would say. What do you wish I understood better about you? I would love to have the answer to a question like that rather than have that come out in an argument or in another situation. I'd like to know some of these things up front, and I think that question really will help to facilitate learning a little bit more about your adult child. Can you describe what the perfect day would look like for you? Remember, those kinds of questions are great to take notes on. You can make some of those happen sometimes. (laughs) What would you say are your top three movies? And what is it that you like about each of them? That would really cause a lot of discussion right there, I think. So there you go. There are several question ideas for all the different ages. Once you have gone through your five questions or you've gotten through your 10 minutes, you just seal it up with two affirmations. And those two affirmations, let your kids or the person that you're dealing with know that you were really listening. You're gonna listen for things that they are sharing with you, the things they're talking about, and you're going to give back positive affirmations around what you heard. So you really need to stay present because you're going to be looking for those the whole time. And those seal the deal. Those end that conversation in a very positive, upbeat way. That person feels like they were heard, they mattered, and you will both feel very, very connected. And affirmations are very simple, just a simple, wow, I didn't realize you were so passionate about that XYZ, that thing I really think that's interesting. I would love to hear more about it and support you in doing that. You know, so things like that, those make great affirmations. Well, all right, my friends, that's a lot for you to do, I think, this week. I hope you did last week's episode and did some of those questions I recommended for you, especially the five that I think you should be asking every day. And then with these questions, getting to connect with the younger people in your life, whether they be your kids or someone else's kids or some young adult that you're just needing to connect with, have fun with it. Just try it out and have fun. It will definitely make a difference for both of you. Well, as always, thank you so much for making me part of your day. I look forward to sharing with you how I use the 10, 5, 2, and you tool in business next time. Thanks for joining me on the Decide Already podcast. If you like what you heard, visit my website at www.decidealreadypodcast.com where you can subscribe and download the show so you'll never miss an episode. I invite you to join the Decide Already group for women on Facebook or LinkedIn to stay connected with me and have access to all the units and postings that go along with my episodes. 
Be sure to share this podcast with the other women in your life as well. I'm Michelle Davis. Thanks for listening. Until the next episode, I'm sending out a whole bunch of love. Take care, stay safe, and God bless.